Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Alan Meltzer, CEO of the Meltzer Group, now known as NPF or NFP. I'm sorry. And Alan's been at this for over 42 years. Now, I know a lot of insurance brokers, Alan, but I don't know many who have distinguished themselves the way you have. Uh, you're, you're kind of a legend in the insurance industry. And I know back in 1982, you started out as a single insurance broker and you, you've built quite a practice. Tell us how you went about doing that. I'm really not sure, frankly. I guess I'm an unconscious, competent. I, you know, I uh, really, it really goes back to when I first owned a bar when I was in college, right after college. If you have one bartender and one customer, you're going to be in good shape. But you have 30 customers and one bartender, you're not going to do well. So we built our company slowly with service, paying particular attention to what every person needed. We wanted everybody to feel special, you know, and that's the most important thing we've done over the last 40 years. So we want to make sure that every time you do business with any company, you get a credit and you get a debit. That's what Steve Jobs said. That's what we believe. We want you to get 98% credits when you deal with our company. 2% uh, debits is not bad. We'd like to have 100% credits, but we want every experience, every time you talk to us, you want it to be a good one. And in our business, that's not easy. We sell health insurance. We sell property casualty insurance. We're really at the mercy of the insurance companies. So we do the best we can. We like to call it raving fan service. So just slowly over the last 40 years, we kept on growing. And we've been very, very fortunate to be um, surrounded. I've been very, I surround myself with much smarter people than me. That's another thing that's very important. I can't do it all. It's not, there's no I in team. And how many people did you amass in your group over the years? Well, I, I guess now we probably, I call it NFP Mid-Atlantic. We have close to 700 people working now. Wow. Um, when we sold the company in 2016, we probably had close to 350. So it, it's a, it's, it's a big company, which makes me sad because frankly, we were, when we were smaller, it was more like a family. And I still like to think that people love working here. We've been best places to work pretty much every year since the last 25 years. Um, but you know, you, you've got to get bigger if you want to compete with the biggest in, in, in the industry. And you know, what we do again, we're, it's a very, we have different silos, I like to call it. You know, I, I frankly am a life insurance agent. I, that's still what I love to do, working with high net worth people, with people on their life insurance needs, estate planning needs, to, to make sure that their dreams and hopes and aspirations are taken care of. We sell homeowners insurance. We sell car insurance. We sell health insurance. We sell long-term care insurance. We do we consult for probably, you know, NFP probably has 300 billion of uh, 401k, 403b assets. Mm -hmm. We do commercial insurance. So 
what, what I tried to do is have fabulous people working in each one of those silos so that they are empowered to build and to do a great job in each one of those silos. Because believe me, I don't know, I, I could not even try to know what Beth Robertson knows about health insurance or Andrew Prevost about 401k consulting. I mean, my silo is the life insurance. Right. So we empower people, we want them to work hard and we make sure that we compensate them and treat them with respect and dignity every single day. Now, did you this know, come now, naturally to you, Alan? And Croxton runs a company on a day-to-day -day basis. Did this come naturally to you uh, when you started or is it something you've learned over time? Well, it's, it's interesting. Every day, I try to look, get better. I, I can tell you, I was actually talking to a good friend of mine this morning, um, Stephen Neal, who runs probably the largest African-American trucking company in Maryland, for sure. I said to him, Steve, I read more books in two weeks now than I read probably from 18 to 21. So I, I think maybe everybody grows or they get stale and rot. Um, I, I continue to try to get better at what I do as a business person, but also, frankly, philanthropically, um, learning about every single thing uh, that I can as I get older, I'm trying to be a better parent, a grandparent. Um, I, you know, I, I wasted maybe many years when I was younger, not trying to do that quite like I do now, but I'm really trying to keep on growing even at 69 years old. I don't think I'm old. Uh, I, I'm just trying to get smarter and do things better. And what are the types of things that you, you read about? Is it a wide variety of topics or are you learning about human relations and your industry? Well, well, business stuff, I'm always reading business books, service books. You know, I read obviously about Steve Jobs, read about Home Depot. You know, you read Nike book, you know, biographies of these guys that have changed the world. You know, Bill Gates, people like that. I'm also now, frankly, very, very interested in race relationships. You know, uh, what's happened in this country, to me, it's just important to understand that hatred is one of the most destructive emotions you can have. So I'm just trying to learn more about other people, what they have to go through in life, and frankly, relate to my own situation. So, you know, I'm just trying to always grow a little bit. I'm on the board of American University, very proud of that. And uh, I'm on the Committee on Race and uh, Inclusion. And, and, you know, frankly, the only way you can really try to understand how another person is treated is to read about it and talk to them and have what I call difficult conversations. So yeah, I'm just had, continually trying to learn. Had a lot of those recently. Um, so I remember 22 years ago, I, and I, I, you know, I dropped the ball in, in staying up with you over the years, but I remember you reached out to me uh, cold. I think you heard about me as I was coming up and, and you called me up and you said, I want to come meet you. And we didn't have the internet back then. I couldn't Google you and, and do research uh, like we can today. And so, you know, I knew your name, but I didn't really know much about you. And you just came in and you introduced yourself to me. And, and I, I thought, wow, this guy, you know, you know, he's, he's 
pretty bold at putting himself out there like that. Is that something you did on a continual basis uh, with other people uh, as you heard about them? Uh, let me say this to you. My best sale was when I met my wife and begged her to go out with me. So I, uh, I do that all the time. I'm always trying to meet new people, you know, uh, and again, I, I read one book I read about, uh, about Gillette, Gillette, 30% of their new sales come 30% of their sales comes from new products every year. So one of the thing in, in the insurance business, things are constantly changing. There's different opportunities. And that means that you can continue to ask different people about what I do. So I'm, I'm always talking to people and all they can do is say yes or no. Yeah. And believe me, I've had so many no's at this point. Uh, it doesn't matter that much. And plus of which now I'm wearing, you know, hearing aids. So when I get a no, sometimes I don't even hear it. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't take it personally when you're in sales. Yeah. I don't take it personally. Um, so I, I imagine insurance is like, you know, I, I've sold audits and I, I sell legal work. Um, everybody needs this stuff, but nobody's too excited about buying it. And I imagine insurance is kind of the same thing. I mean, we all need insurance, but you know, how excited can you get about insurance? But somehow you manage to get people excited about doing business with you. How is that? Well, I, I don't really know, but I can tell you recently, probably the most, one of the best things that ever happened to me in my 42 years doing this, I sold two gentlemen that own one of the largest construction companies in the city insurance. Both of them wrote me separate emails thanking me how happy they were they bought it, how their wives are happy about it. And one of them said, we'd like to take you out to dinner. I made a nice commission on this. They want to take me out for dinner. And I got to tell you, I have done this for 42 years. Yes, I like to make money, but frankly, those two emails meant more to me than anything I'll make this year because I really do care about the people I do business with and getting a thank you means more to me than anything else. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I went to uh, an event uh, one year. It was, you know, you and I go to tons of events, right? And, and most of these events are uneventful, but a, a guy's wife came up to me who I had helped uh, with, uh, in, in his business, and and she thanked me, just like you got that email, and and she said, you know, because of what you did for my husband, we were able to take the the family to Hawaii this year, and you know, it really made me feel good that uh, that not only was I appreciated for what I did in business, and I'm sure we made money off of what we did, but the the guy's wife came and thanked me on behalf of her family. Yeah, look, those are the moments that you never forget. You know, you can make money, you can lose money, but when you have a sincere thank you from somebody, I mean, I've had people say to me, you know, you spoke to me 30 years ago, you know, and the little advice I gave, you know, you changed my life. Well, I, I don't think I'm that, I'm, I'm an insurance guy. I'm not a, a, a priest, a rabbi, a minister, um, but it, everybody likes the word thank you. You know, when you finally, unfortunately, go to your maker, the only thing you have is your reputation. Um, I try to have a good one. 
I'm sure there's some insurance agents that don't like me, but other than that, I try to do the best I can. Well, I like you, Alan. I've, I've got you as my very first guest on this uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, it's been a long time since we've talked, but I've heard your name in the market and, and you've got the reputation out there. And, uh, you know, you're, you're synonymous with, uh, with insurance. And, and, you know, you've built yourself a good name. Not everybody who uh, hears this podcast or sees this video is going to necessarily know who you are because they're going to be all over the place, right? This is going to go out uh, all over the world. And, uh, you know, but I, but I can vouch for you that, that, that you, you've built yourself quite a reputation in this market. And uh, enough so that I reached out to you cold, kind of like you reached out to me cold uh, some 22 years ago. And and you made an impression. I I will just say one last thing. I think the most important, the two most important things building anything is integrity, honesty, and hard work. I'm still at the office every day at 530 in the morning. And the one thing I know is that 99% of my competitors are not here at 530 in the morning. Now, I can tell you psychiatrists have made a lot of money off me over the years because why am I doing that? But frankly, it's just my DNA. Well, thank you for your nice comments to me. You're going to keep this up for a while longer? Say again? You're going to, you're going to keep, this, keep this going for a while longer? At 69, as long as I gonna, can. I enjoy can. it. I hear you. As long as I all have right. clients that appreciate me, that's all I care about. All right. Alan, I appreciate you. And thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you very, very much. All right. You have a good, good rest of your day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant.